Welcome to Overcome Podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to talk with Tony Mack, former professional boxer that had to stop his career because of an eye injury. And then he became a coach, a boxing coach. So let's go through this amazing story of overcoming such a great obstacle. Welcome to Overcome Podcast, my friend, Tony Mack. Thank you very much for joining the show today. Thank you for having All me, right. man. I am yeah, really good Thank to you. have you here, my friend. So let me summarize some highlights of your career before I ask uh, the first question. So USA Boxing National Championship, where you were awarded bronze medal, five-time Dallas Golden Globe champion, three-time Texas State champion. And your professional debut in 2012, you made it quick. You you won on the second round, and then and then yes. something happened. Uh, tell us what happened at that time. Well, um, as a professional, uh, I was I fought about eight times a year, and then uh, just keep climbing up the ranks. I was training with world champions. I was training with um, training by world champion coaches, and we was putting in a lot of work. And uh, I was on my way to the top, about to accomplish my dream from the fight for world titles and title eliminators and stuff like that. And, and then one day, I woke up with a little bitty small white curtain in my eye, and I ignored it. Just kept training, kept training. And then weeks, weeks later, the curtain just kept getting bigger and bigger. And um, next thing you know, uh, I couldn't really see out my eye, and I was like, man, something's really wrong. So I went to made a doctor's appointment and nobody could see me at the time. So I just went to a Walmart eye, um, mm -hmm. eye place and uh, and then they, they checked it out and they told me I had multiple breaks in my retina. And so it was like, you gotta go have, they sent me to a specialist. I had to go have surgery that day or I was gonna lose my eyesight oh, wow. for good. So um, then like five surgeries later, I was forced into retirement. Oh, wow. So there was no other way around. There is no way to fix it, right? There's no other way to fix it. I would have just had to keep getting having eye surgeries, which the worst surgeries in history because those type of surgeries, you have to be out for two weeks. You have to look down on the ground with like your face facing the ground for two weeks straight because you um, have a gas bubble holding your, keeping your retina together so you can't look up because of the move around. So for two weeks, I had to lay down on my face. I couldn't look up. And it was like the worst, and I had five of those surgeries. So those were the worst surgeries. It just really, sucks. I didn't know about <laughs> this fact that you have to uh, keep looking down. Uh, you have to look down. They have to sleep. I have to get like a massage chair and just sleep facing down for two weeks. I couldn't look up, and I had five of those. So almost a almost a year of just going back and forth to the doctor and having cataract surgery because they developed cataracts from the eye surgery from the retina detached from going in my eyes so many times. It was just um, had developed glaucoma. It was just so many things that that happened within a year, man. And uh, now, Tony, yeah, Tony, this, this probably was devastating for you. Uh, you were in shape. You were feeling good. I mean, physically, you were health uh, uh, aside from the eye, but everything else was great. Uh, how was for you to suddenly have to stop everything and? And take care of that. Um, it was painful, man. Um, 
my dream was become a real champion then all of a sudden so many thoughts came to my mind so many um just, just seeing everything just just be over so quick and just so many bad bad thoughts like man what am i because my, my life was boxing man i was like what am i gonna do now man um What's the next? What's the next move, man? And just like just watching your friends continue to train, watching all your um, peers put the work in, like used to. I couldn't. I couldn't even work out. I couldn't lift. I couldn't do nothing for almost a year, and um, it was just it was just so many just bad thoughts going into my going into my head, man. But um, did you did you, did you yeah, uh, got into that uh, dark place of depression for for some time, or you did? I did. And, um, I'm 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 kind of blessed to where I'm like I'm I'm really self motivated, and I can pick myself up because I, I was down for a little bit. But man, um, I was introduced to while I was going through all that. I was introduced to personal development. That's when I first found out about personal development. Going through what I went through, and um, and then I was listening to Les Brown like crazy, man. And he um, he introduced me to so many different people like Earl Nightingale and stuff like that. So those. I was, while I was down, I was just listening to those guys like crazy because I, I just didn't know what to do with my life, man, because I dedicated my entire adulthood mm -hmm. to boxing, man. And so um, those guys motivated me to stay. And, you know, I had friends and family. And then, you know, when I was really, really down, you know, I was doing personal training on the side just to keep extra money in my pocket like that. They well, but that was already when you were able to, you know, uh, stand up and do your thing. But... You had like five surgeries where you have to completely stay shut down, shut down completely, right? Yeah. So what I was saying, like I um I was doing, so I had clients before that because that's what I was doing on the side while I was boxing to make extra money. And those guys, they they came through. They they kept paying me because they knew how um how important boxing was. They was bringing food to me in my, my over my aunt's house. They was um I just had I had a lot of I had a lot of um, support too while I was going through it. So that that gave me a little life as well too. Mm -hmm. So. It was, it was a blessing to have that while I was going through all those surgeries and all this stuff. So that's when I knew I was on, you know, that's when I had, knew I had a, a purpose, a connection, yeah, a big and, yeah. purpose, yeah. And, and, yes. and in which point of that uh, uh, rehab recovery phase you realize that you want to be a coach and start training other people? All right, so once the surgery was over, um, I started to heal up and stuff like that. And I was working at a, a gym. Um, a boxing gym. Don't want to say the name, but uh, the coach that was that owned the gym, uh, he was he was not a good boxer like I was. I don't want to talk down on him, but he he wasn't he didn't connect with people the way I connected with people. Mm -hmm. He didn't have passion for the sport of boxing. So I talked to one of my uh, my mentors, my business partner Nate. It was like in the beginning of 2016 when I first opened up the gym. I was like, look, man. Um, I said, look, man. I really believe I could. Open. I really believe I could. I could open a boxing gym, man. I really believe I could. I could train fighters, and I really believe I could. Uh, I could do it. If I like if this person could do it, I know I could do it. And so, uh, my business partner was like, "All right, if you're serious, man, go go get an LLC, and we'll go find a location." I had no idea what an LLC was, so I did my research, and I got the LLC right away. Mm -hmm. And then um, I started looking for locations. And then someone. While I was looking for location, someone told me about the the den. It was him gym, but it's the den at the time yeah, back I in 2016. Yeah, and, then, um, and then I went to the owner Bill. And I told him my goals, my dreams, and I said, "What can we do to get inside?" He he liked what I had to offer. So like the next day after I did, I started moving in. He he accepted what I had to offer, and he allowed me to, to grow in there, man. Besides me going to get my own location 
he was like, look, it'd be best for you to, you know, move into this place. And so that's where T-Mac Elite Training started. That's where everything started coming together once I uh, started doing, uh, once I introduced myself to Bill and stuff like that, man. So And how and how yeah. was this transition? Did it take uh, too much time from you to accept that you were not uh, going to be able to fight again and now your purpose was going to be help other people to achieve their own dreams? Um, it was easy for me to accept it because my entire life I, <clears throat> excuse me, in my entire life I had a connection with people. That's what got me far in life. Like I was the um, the first black senior class president at Plano West High School. I was the first black homecoming king at a predominantly white school. So I always had a connection with people. And so while I was boxing, I had a um, had a really big fan base. And then I was doing personal training on the side. So I, I just had a connection with people. So I knew I was going to be doing something with people. And I always thought I was going to open a gym. And I always thought I was going to train people. But I thought I was going to be when I'm like 40, 45 after I retired. Mm -hmm. But I didn't think I was, was going to be at the age of 29, 30 years old. But Wow, um, you were that young when, when that happened? I was 30. I started boxing at the age of 20, and I retired at the age of 30. Wow, 10, 10 years, basically. Oh. 10 years, 10 years. I dedicated my entire 20s to boxing. Didn't, didn't, didn't take a break, didn't slow down, and I dedicated my entire adulthood to boxing, and then I retired right at 30. So I knew God had a plan for me. He wanted me to get all, I believe he wanted me to get all those accolades at a, at a quick time, because I got mm -hmm. it so quick. And I was still learning as an athlete because I was terrible as an athlete growing up. But boxing, it was something about boxing that resonated with me, that I something I could do, something I picked up really quick, and I got at a very high level quick. I believe just for I could get all those accolades so I could build the business I'm doing now so I could continue to connect with people now. And I believe this is my this is my calling right here to to, to work with people because I have a passion for people. I love I love I love people because that's all now, we have. Now, when, when you were uh, during those ten years that you were in boxing, did you like training? Uh, and I, the reason I'm asking this is because today is Muhammad Ali birthday, right? Uh, coincidentally, the day that we are recording this is Muhammad Ali birthday, and uh, he always said that yeah. he didn't like training, but he trained anyway. W were you the same way, or you actually enjoy training? Um, a little bit of both. <laughs> It was times where I just wanted to quit. <laughs> It was times where he just got. Like the more I won, the more um, the more I stayed in boxing, the tougher it got. Because the more you win, the more um, different levels you have to get to. So you have to train, or you you always say to myself, either I go all in, or I might as well just quit now. And so um, I enjoyed training. I enjoyed the way my body looked. I enjoyed the the respect they gave me. I enjoyed the looks I got from people. I enjoyed the um, the the notoriety of it, but At the same time, man, it was so so many tough days where I wanted to be quit because it only it got tough. So to answer your question, I enjoy training, and at times I I did not enjoy training. It was just sometimes I just felt overwhelmed with it because in boxing, man, it's all you have is yourself. And so I was blessed enough to have self discipline. I was blessed enough to be able to encourage myself. So because um, like I told you, man, I started boxing at the 20. And I had so many doubts because I started at the mm -hmm. age of 20. My own family. My friends, they told me I couldn't do it because I started too late. So I had something yeah. to prove. I had my friends. I, you know, I, I was terrible in football, so nobody saw me as an athlete. And so I always had something to prove. So that what kept me drive, driven to train. That what kept me yeah. pushing. And so uh, that's 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 why I see it so 
so quick in boxing because I had so much to prove. I had to prove my family wrong because they didn't, they, you know, they didn't never see me boxing before. They uh, they only they only know me as little Tony, like my mm. father's big Tony. They just see me as you know happy go lucky, goofy little Tony. That everybody. Now <laughs> that's know, interesting just, because if you start so late, what really drove you to boxing? It was a friend that introduced you to boxing. It was a you, how how did you get into that? Yeah, uh, I always wanted to be an um, I always wanted to be an athlete. Uh, man, I used to my my first cousin um, is Antoine Randall played for uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, and then I, when I saw him playing football my entire life, because he I grew up my family I grew up in Dallas and Chicago. I used to watch him play at Thornton High School in Chicago. I used to watch him at Indiana University. I used to then I saw him get drafted by Pittsburgh, and I just saw all of that. But I was just I was I wasn't athletic enough, and so that what then that what really I wanted that I wanted that that respect I wanted that that level of um just accomplishing certain things in life I always wanted to be an athlete but I just didn't know how I because I was too unathletic to play football I was wasn't coordinated enough to play basketball but once I was introduced to boxing by one of my college roommates it was right now it was like I was graduated high school around eighteen nineteen believe nineteen and then started went to Collin County. And then I, now um, then one of my roommates, he was a mm -hmm. boxer, cause I I worked for, the Collin County um, apartments, and I was picking up trash every morning for free rent, and uh, and one of and then one of the dudes, he was um, he was moving in the apartments, and then I saw him, he was ripped, and then he was struggling, moving some stuff upstairs, and I went to go help him, and then he was he was ripped. I'm like, hey man, what you do? He's like, man, I box. I was like, for real. And then me and him developed a friendship. And then me and him ended up being roommates. And so he saw me lifting weights at school. He's like, if you want to do a real workout, come to the gym with me. And so um, I went to the boxing gym with him. It was in the garage in Richardson. And it was old school boxing, man. It was called PFC. And um, I did the workout. I accomplished the workout. And uh, it was one of the best workouts I ever had. I struggled. But the coach was like, man, if you, you keep this up, you can be a, you can be a boxer. I was like, really? I, I can box? Like yeah, man, you just gotta, you gotta stay dedicated. You gotta really want it. I was like, okay, so I just kept showing up, and I never, never, never missed a day of training, man. And the guy that got me into boxing, Brandon, you know, he um he he had the skills and everything, but he I guess he just didn't have the will. And I just and everything he he was already at a very high level, but I just somehow I just exceeded everything he was doing. And my family thought I was boxing because he was boxing, but when he quit boxing, I kept going and stuff like that, and so. It's, it's, it's a long story behind it, but it's, it's yeah, pretty cool, it's, man. It's amazing because sometimes people have, have the talent, but they don't have the will and, and they are not willing to put the, the hard work to go to the next level or to mm -hmm. keep up on that level when they once they achieve that level. Uh, so hard work pays off for the most part. Most definitely, man. It was, it was a lot of hard work, man. It was a lot of um, uncertainties. It was a lot of... Um, not knowing what's going, what the next day gonna be like, and it was just, it was just a lot of hard work, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, literally going into it. But um, I persevered because one, I didn't want to be labeled a quitter. For two, I just love the respect boxing mm -hmm. gave me. Like when I tell people I box, it's just they look at you a little different. You know, I was, I struggled with, um, with confidence growing up. I was a chubby little kid. I grew up. My family had older cousins picked on me. My older friends, you know, I had friends grew up in Pleasant Grove and the hood. You know, they picked on me because I always had a happy-go-lucky spirit. I was always laughing, goofy, so everyone always kind of picked on me because I was an easy target. But when I found, when I started boxing, man, it gave me, like, cousins that I used to be scared of, they started fearing me. My older friends that used to pick on me, um, they, they started fearing me. 
I was like, oh man, this is the respect I always wanted. This the then my I started getting toned and then start girls start liking me. I was like, oh, I never want to give this up. So I just really, 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 really took it as far as I could go because I just love the the respect I got. Yeah, now I'm man. I'm assuming that the eye problem was because of boxing. Is that correct? They said it was going to happen when I got older because of genetics, but they said my profession triggered it off. It didn't come from that one punch. It came over the years okay. of boxing. Now, I recently started uh, training uh, just because I had a, a foot surgery recently. I cannot go back to train jiu-jitsu and judo, which are the sports that I, I train. Uh, so I said, well, I'm going, I'm going to uh, enroll myself in a box club that, we have here, that I have here close to my house just for the cardio, you know, because boxing is a great cardio uh, workout. It's killer. And, um, and I'm feeling that <laughs> how, how hard it is to train uh, box. I mean, I remember after the first training, my shoulders were killing just, just all the, the, the routines uh, and everything. Um, you train uh, um, amateurs, professional, and also enthusiastics, right? People that are there just to get in shape, okay? Uh, what, what is your motivation as a coach to know how to handle each client and, you know, try to push that client within the boundaries that they want to, to, to go? For one, I think it's my passion for boxing, the love of boxing and, um, and my connection with people. And, man, I, um, I figured that I got boxing taken away from me, taken away from me and... I just want to put all the whatever I had left in the box, whatever I was going to do to become a world champion. I just wanted to put it into people. I just wanted to just make people feel good. And um, and every time I teach a class, every time I just get around, every time I just teach boxing, it's just I just get a feeling that you know I just never ever got before. I just I just love it, man. So it doesn't it doesn't it, matter if you are training a professional or amateur or enthusiastic recreational folks. Your your enthusiasm is the same. same. Yeah, I treat everyone the same. I treat every professional. I treat every client like they're my professional fighters. I treat all every just average Joe as if they're gonna get ready for an amateur tournament. I go in with the same energy I do with my with my with with with, with my fighters. Don't get me wrong. I'm empathetic with mm -hmm. each person. I understand that nobody's that. Um, I understand early that. Nobody's going to have the same drive as a professional fighter or they're not going to be willing to do what it take to, as an amateur to get to that professional level. So I understand I got to, there's levels to everything, but my energy is towards everybody. I learned how to separate. At first, that was my struggle. When I first started, I tried to just kill everybody. <laughs> and I was like, but I, throughout the years, I understand, I understood, you know, that, that you can't treat everybody like that. But, um, but, but when it comes to, passion and the energy I, I treat everyone the same. Uh, from your experience training amateurs in professional let's go to those two categories uh, what are some of the attributes that you see for those that succeed is more talent is more hard work is a combination of both uh, what, what do you see from the people that you already uh, trained in the past A little bit of talent, but some of the amateurs I have, I like training them because they they do what it takes to be successful. 
some of the amateurs I have, I like, I gravitate to. They, they, they're willing to run through a brick wall to be successful, and those are the ones I, I really love. And um, man, it's a uh, and my professionals, like I, I'm be honest with you, man. Like some of the professional boxers, you know, they, they, they kind of sometimes some boxers they, 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 they know it all. They, um, they. They're a little bit, you know, they're stuck in their old, they're stuck in their mm-hmm. old ways. But I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I enjoy training a lot of more MMA fighters because some of them they're a little bit rugged, a little bit rough around the edges. But I think they work harder than some boxers, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of boxers they don't want to really do what it take to to be successful. Only a select few is willing to run through a brick wall mm-hmm. to be successful. But for some reason, all the MMA fighters I train. They got work ethic out this world. First, always like growing up, you know, when I hear him, I'm like, oh, I don't care about those guys. Who cares? I don't, you know, I just, that wasn't me. I was a boxer. But when I um, got introduced to the MMA one day, you know, once I retired, a lot of guys asked me to help with that stand up. And I realized, man, these guys put in work. These guys, they're, they are crazy. So I just, I just love the MMA fighters. Their passion, their, 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 the will to do what it take to be successful, man, and uh, that's why I gravitated to those guys as well. And boxing, you just gotta, you just gotta just just keep pushing to find that fighter because some people don't want to do what it, some people don't want to do what it take to be successful. Some people don't want to, they realize how hard they say they want to box, but then they starting to see how hard it really is. And they see the work you got to put in, and they see all the passion and all the love for the sport you have to have to be successful. And they realize that. And then they yep. give it up, and so that's why I, you know, sometimes I, sometimes I get discouraged with the boxing until but I just, I just keep showing up no matter what. And then, but lately I've just been getting the amateur kids that's coming in the gym that really, really want to just they want my help. So, um, yeah, man, I just, just gotta just gotta keep pushing and uh, just gotta keep keep going because it's gonna be one out that I'm gonna take to a world world title level. But man, those MMA fighters, man, I love training the UFC fighters, man. They their passion is crazy. Now, now this uh, is a good segue <laughs> for the next uh, point, which is the psychological aspect of the athletes, right? Um, and many, uh, many fighters, uh, boxer, MMA, or whatever uh, the category is, they, sometimes they do have the physicality, they have the cardio conditioning, but they don't have the mental toughness. Uh, how do you work with them on that aspect? Do you also go on the direction of trying to make them stronger mentally? I do, man. Um, the mental toughness is um, is is eighty percent of the fight game. If you're not mentally strong, you will not be successful. Because you mentally tough to take a punch, you got to be mentally tough to to drop weight. You got to be mentally tough to to eat right. So that's 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 one of the biggest things I teach, man. So you know I. Man, I focus on that a lot, man. I um, I let my fighters know. I'm like, look, people, look, y'all. I can't want it as bad as you want it, you know, or you shouldn't be boxing. If I want it more than you, you should not be boxing at all because you got to mentally, physically want it. And so, man, there's so many things I embed in them to let them know that, look, it's not going to be easy. But you got to do your, your visual training just as much as your physical training. You got to do your mental training just as much as your physical training. It can work hand in hand. So, mental training. If you get hit in the mouth and it, and it hurts, you know you gotta 
you got to deal with it or you got to just shake it off. You got to stay relaxed and just move on to the next. So I want to focus on like, look, if you mess up, if something go wrong, nobody going to know about it but you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So don't don't beat yourself up because somebody else trying to do it for you. Like, say, for instance, I work with my fighters and, and I have them do a combination or I have them doing a sequence or something. They just start messing up. So they just start beating themselves up. Like, look, homie, slow down. Like, look, it's all about what's next. Get it right this time and then mentally focus on it and do it right next time because if you beat yourself in a ring, your fighter going to know they got the best of you. Then he mentally got you already. Yeah. So it's all staying relaxed and just do it right the next time. All right, just stay focused, and that's what that's that's a lot. I, I deal with a lot of people deal deal with a lot of stuff like that because some of the fighters ugh, they they want it, but they they so hard on themselves. And boxing, you gotta you gotta have fun with it, or you're not gonna be successful. You gotta have fun with it, take it serious, have fun with it, but at the same time, you gotta gotta put the work in. So it's so much mental to go into it. So much I can say, but it's just. It's a lot mentally to go. It's, it's so tough. That's why it's a sweet science, man. It's, it's yeah, tough. Yeah, it is. It it's is fun. because I've seen some uh, some fights where you clearly see that the boxer is exhausted, uh, physically done, but he just doesn't give up. Uh, the level of, of mental strength is gigantic, and he continues to fight. Yes. Yes, it's the, all that work you put in. Everything you do, you don't want to just leave it you gotta gotta leave it all on the ring and that's so many things that you know it's it's just it's just tough you know to to do all that hard work and then just just lose it all in the fight so it all everything happens in the ring like all the but all all the hard work is in training and the the fight should be the icing on the cake so the fight should be the easy part and um it's a lot of mental toughness going in. A lot of things that you are, successful. but a lot of things that you are saying right now were things that you had someone coaching you on that, or you had actually to discover on your own because you didn't have too many guidance. I had, um, I was blessed to have a lot of great coaches. Like, like say Vince is my professional coach, as a professional was Derek James, and he he's the trainer of Earl Spence Jr. He's a trainer of the Char- one of the Charlo brothers, and he's the 2020 coach of the year. And so he guided me to 13-1-1 as a professional. And he um, he kicked the knowledge to, a lot a lot of knowledge to me. He was, he was real tough on me because he wanted me uh, to be, he wanted me to be successful. And so, man, he, he taught me a lot of, a lot of stuff when it comes to, to the discipline part, when it comes to doing what it takes to be successful. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was in pain, man. I remember days I was in pain, I was in pain, I was in pain. He was like, look, Tony, which one? He said, remember, losing hurt worse. Losing hurt worse than this. So, look, put the work in because losing hurt worse. And he wasn't lying. Losing hurt worse. He taught me humility. And he, uh, I remember one day um, I beat a rival. And I was like, after I beat him, I was beating on my, uh, beating on my chest and all his face. He pulled me to the side. And he was like, look, Tony. Winning is enough. It's all about humility, man. Winning is enough. You don't have to do all that. You don't have to beat on your chest, jump up and down. He was like, winning is enough. But then I took all those. There's so many things he taught me mm-hmm. in those years of him training me. And I just took it all and took it to my uh, business, to the business aspect of it. So Now, you said something interesting, yeah. right, about the attitude uh, when you win hitting your chest. We see this so many times nowadays in MMA, right? 
where uh, uh, there, is, there is almost like a lack of respect for the opponent. Rarely mm -hmm. you see uh, uh, not this uh, extravagance of behavior. Uh, what is your take on that? Is 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 this something that is important because of the the uh, the show business um, and is they do because it brings audience? Because nowadays everything is in social media, so it's almost like they are fighting for a billion of people, and they know that those images will be to the social media and be viral and things like that. Um, I I like uh, a more humble approach, to be honest. I love the humble approach, but um, sometimes when you do that, it's, it's 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 a lot of passion that go with it because when you put so much work in, and then especially someone just talking a lot of crap to you, and you beat that person, of course you naturally want to naturally want to just jump up and down. You want to beat on your chest. You want to get on their face. But I was taught a different way. You know, I used to do it as an amateur. Then when I was trained by Derek James, he taught me different things how to how to stay relaxed how to stay humble because you get more respect with that and you got to respect the other person because he put in just the work you mm -hmm. did he did everything that you were supposed to do to be successful so you got to respect that guy but um some of it just for entertainment some of it just to try to say your name some try to get a name but i personally i'm i'm about the the humble like being being having humility being humbled and having and you know having respect for the other person so that's what i teach that's my approach to the game Like I say, boxing is an individual sport. Everybody's different. Everyone had their own style. Everyone that just, just no one's the same fighter. It's never going to be the same fighter. It's only one you. So it's all about what you bring to the table to make what make you set set yourself apart. And that's what I tell my fighters, man. It's like, look, be yourself, be you, but at the same time, have respect, have um, have have humility, man. Be humble, and um, I'm guarantee you have a long, long, long career. You know. Yeah, that's a great advice. That's absolutely great advice. So I'm um, I'm assuming that if if one of your fights start to uh, to do those type of things, you you will call out, right? <laughs> I will. I would. I would. I would chew them out on that one if they end up doing that. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. I think uh, uh, the role of a coach is so important uh, on, on the athlete. It it helps not only to develop the game. Uh, but also helps to develop the character, uh, helps develop the the mindset. It's, it's very important. And, and some coaches, they are really good uh, on developing the athlete physically, but they do a poor job uh, on, on the mental side. Yes, sir. You're 100% right. Yeah, yeah and, and I think that uh, having the experience that you have going through all those struggles plus having good coach is a perfect combination for you to pass on uh to 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 your clients 100 man the experience is everything because like i said i was not an athlete and i i became an athlete at the age of 20. so with so much stuff i i learned and with so much stuff i was still learning and it was it was it was just tough and so like uh say Vince, nutrition wasn't my I knew I, I had to do what it take to be successful. They had to have my nutrition down packed, but I wasn't the biggest when it came to the nutrition standpoint. You know, I cut weight sometimes wrong, and um, and, and it showed in some of my fights. The two losses, the one loss I had, the one draw I had due to a bad oh, really? weight cut. And so, yeah, and that's, uh, you know, and so once I, once we got my nutrition down packed, everything was coming together. 
finally I, I started everything was just coming together in one package that's when what happened to my eye and so what I tell my fighters now like I could I could tell all my fighters I could coach them on so many things now because I could coach them on I could tell them about and show them about the how important nutrition is because I struggle with it and then I finally got it down packed and so I'm you know I and, and like doing the extra running just doing little bitty things that I had to go through and so I, I, I want to prevent my fighters to go through what I went through. And so it's, it's, it's an honor to, to go to have all those good experiences, bad experiences, and everything just to, just, just to show some, some up-and-coming fighter. Really now, uh, this, this loss that you were talking about, it was, that you said it was because of the nutrition. What, what exactly happened that fight? I mean, you, you were busy out of gas? He, um, for one, I started off too late because I had a bad weight cut. I... I waited to the last minute to start getting off those extra extra pounds, so I drained myself. Mm. And um, it, I didn't I didn't get knocked out. It was just that I was sluggish and I wasn't myself, and so I lost by majority decision due to not having not doing what I was supposed to do nutrition wise. Like the training was there, I never I never slacked on training. My, never you ever felt, slacked on training. You felt weak. I felt very weak. I felt sluggish. And uh, cutting weight the last minute, dropping 10 pounds in a day Whoa. or two or something like that. And I, it took a toll on my body. And uh, and, and that and yeah, that's how you learn. Never do so, that again. That's how I learned. That's how I learned. It never happened again, I'll tell you that. And then sometimes then the draw I got, you know, I had I was putting on too much muscle. And then I was, my training was there, my nutrition was there. But it was just that, you know... Um, I had a few pounds I had to get off. I don't know why I couldn't get it off. So I had to get sit in that sun and get that weight off and it drained me again. And so it was just so many things I was learning on the yeah. job, you know. And then the discipline, like the nutrition discipline and stuff like that, it, 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 it was all coming together. Because after I got the draw, I went on another uh, winning streak because I, I learned. I'm I'm a visual learner. I, I'm a hands-on learner. And that's how I learn in life. And though I just got to go through it sometimes, which that sucks sometimes. But, you know, that's what I... That's how I've been doing my entire life. What, what did this happen during your professional uh, career or amateur? During my professional, my uh, professional career, my amateur, I was uh, I, I came from um, playing football. Like I like I said, I was I wasn't good in football, but you know I can't had a football background. I I was on a bench and stuff like that, but uh, I was kind of swole. And so when I started boxing, I was like two fifteen. And so I really never had to drop weight as an amateur because eventually I got down to 201 and the weight class was um, 178 to 201. So I always stayed like at 185, it, 190. Is that, cons so really is that considered heavy or super heavy? That was um, 201 was super heavy, 201 plus, and then heavyweight and amateur was 178 to hmm. 201. And so I fought it. I started out at a super heavyweight. Then just me boxing, I naturally got to like 195. But they, I just did that naturally just from boxing and working out. But then I stayed in the 201 weight class. But I never really had to make weight. Sometimes I had to eat to, to, to make weight as an amateur. So and I, I exceeded in that weight class because I was somewhat athletic. But those guys were bigger so I was so I was faster than them. But then as a professional, I knew that cruiserweight and heavyweight, I was not going to be successful because I was only 5'9", 5'10". So I ended up dropping to... Started out my pro debut was at 170, wow. and then I fought, then I cut to 168. Wow. Then eventually I started getting to 160. So that was tough, man. Talking I, about man, 40 I pounds, that's a lot. Yeah, man. I I, um, 
like I say, man, like when I when I say nutrition was key, I I really got down to 160, man. I, I did what it takes. It was just those extra pounds that I struggled. But once I got to 160, and I figure out the nutrition part, and I figure out how to do it, everything was finally coming together, and then boom, that's when my eye happened. I went through a lot, man. This boxing stuff, man. I went through. That's why I'm so passionate about it, man. Because I I went through so many ups and downs, man. So 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 many blood, sweat, and tears, and I went through a lot to be to get to where I'm at right no, now. But that's, so that that that, that's that is uh, something that at the time when we are going through those struggles, it's almost like we are within a tunnel and everything is dark and we cannot see anything. But then as soon as we leave the tunnel and we see. Whereas on the other side, then you start to realize why it was important for you to go through those uh, dark times. Uh, that's how I, I, I'm seeing this now. I'm not sure if you, if you agree with that. I agree with it 100%. Man, it's so important. To, um, the journey is, is, is the best thing ever, man. And uh, the journey to where I'm at right now is, is fun, man. It, it, it was fun. Even the struggles was, you look back at it, it was fun. <laughs> you know, because you just look back like, man, I I made yep. it through it. I did, I did it, man. You know, so it was a, uh, it's, it's it's paying off right now, man. It's paying off. I wish I would have had it down packed. Wish I would have knew what I knew then, what I knew now back then. But um, yeah, that that's uh, that's that's an interesting uh, point because uh, I was about to ask what the uh, more more experienced Tony Mac would say to the twenty year old Tony Mac uh, at, right now. Man, sacrifice a little bit more. Because, you know, I was 25 years old boxing, but at the same time I was out, I was being a 25-year-old. So, you know, I always had the discipline to, to train. I never missed workout. I remember partying to like 3 in the morning. I'd pull up to the gym at 3 and just sleep because I had to be at the gym at 5 a.m. I'd sleep oh, outside, wow. hung over, and still go train, <laughs> you know. But I wish, you know, so I, you know, I was trying to trying to live a, uh, a young life, but at the same time I was, I was putting in work. And so, man, I wish I would have had the discipline I had now be, to, as a fighter. Because, you know, when it was time to cut everything off, I cut it off. But sometimes I just still had the 20-year-old mindset. But at the same time, I had a goal and dreams and stuff, too. So I, I kept that in perspective, and I did what it take. But sometimes I, I sold myself short by being out partying and kicking it sometimes. And a lot of times I sacrificed it. So it was, it's just it's so much yeah. now, man. It's it is like, it is hard. Uh, if you, if, uh, it's hard, man. It was a you know, you got college, having a good time, while they out partying, going to the club and doing stuff like that, you like sometimes you fell into it, like oh, I'm gonna go with them. But sometimes you have to sacrifice because you know how important Yeah. You know how important I, and it if, was. if you and think you about the, 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 the big biggest name in sports that started early on, uh when they were twelve or even before that, like Michael Phelps, for example, even uh, Mike Tyson started really young. I mean, they they all had to go through those phases where they had the choice to go hang out with their friends or, you know, sleep early to train early in the next day. And it's hard for a teenager to do that. Mm-hmm. 100%, man. 100%. And then, you know, I, I never had the discipline in my entire life. I had to grab, I had to learn it at the age of 20, in the 20s and, and like 20, you know, my entire 20s. So, that was tough, man. I had I was I was fighting a battle, man, because you know I always I just never had to go through it until 20 years old, and so it was just tough to to put that to put that aside as well too. 
So and, and, it was a struggle. And Tony, nowadays on, at your gym, what are the programs that you have? You have uh, regular classes, how, how it works, uh, or is it more like uh, private one-on-ones? I have all of them, man. I have about four classes a day, boxing fitness class. Mm -hmm. And then I do private sessions in between one-on-one -on -one sessions. Mm -hmm. Then I have the amateur team. I have professional fighters come train at a certain time. I have the master's program from um, age 35 and up. Then I have a kid's program and age from age five years old to 11 years old. And so, man, I, um, I build a I built a pretty strong program, and so, and I'm I'm happy about that because when I first started, it was just me doing all the work. I was doing all the leg work. I had one other person come in, uh, Heather, one of my other friends. She came and helped me do classes sometime when I was just over exhausted. But now, man, for like a year or two, it's just me doing it all, man, doing everything. Now I got nine trainers under me, man. So I I, I did all the leg work, man. Oh wow, I have <laughs> so nine I get trainers. A little bit more than that, man. That's that's. And you know, uh, you know, you you introduced you introduced Greg introduced me to you, and uh, man, just the past couple of years by being with Greg, he taught me so much about the gym business aspect. Yeah. Man, it just took my mindset and my um, and my and my business mindset to another level. He helped me grow to another level. I'm doing other mastermind classes with Keith Craft and stuff like that too. So, man, my. Uh, my mindset, I'm just, I enjoy being a, a business, man. I enjoy being a gym owner, man. I, I really enjoy it because I surrounded myself with like-minded people, people smarter than me, people stronger than me, and uh, like Greg and Keith, and they, they really helped me take things to another level, levels that I never thought I'd get to because I never seen it. I was just putting myself, I was just putting myself in a situation. Yeah. I was just doing it, I was just putting it, I was just doing it, then God brought all the alignments that I needed help with, and then, hey, man, it's my, my business, and so many great things happening, and uh, so many great things about to happen. I'm just just excited, man. Did, uh, did you have to stop your training during the COVID, right in the beginning? You know what, man? The, um, we stopped for like two, three months, but we built such a good relationship with our members, man. They uh, they helped us stay, they helped us stay alive. Because, mm -hmm. you know, we, um, we kept putting out content for them. Like we, um, we was doing online videos. Yep. We was doing um, sending out workouts and stuff like that. And then, you know, um, COVID ain't do nothing but expose who we really are as a business because we had a lot of support, man. We had most members didn't want to cancel these memberships. And um, a lot of members paid us extra just to stay open, just to help us out. So, um, man, it just showed that we treated our members like, humans and not numbers because we 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 survived through it man yeah i'm wrong yeah. some numbers went low and stuff like that but we well we had the support man it was um out of what 300 members between about 500 members between greg and i both we only had 10 councils that's, am that's, that's amazing that's yeah we had, amazing. we had some freezes and stuff like that but they soon we opened back up they came back you know so uh that's just a complete blessing man it just showed that uh that we have a relationship with our members, we have a we have a bond with our members, and yeah, man. Yeah, so. and and, and uh, I grow. I know Greg for the past what probably ten years, and every business that he touched uh, changed completely for the better. And uh, the work that he did at Hidden when he got uh, the gin for what it is right now is tremendous. I mean, he put the gin in a whole different level. 
he brought ev and the good thing about Greg is that he also bring everyone up right he is never only about himself he is all about the team and he also makes sure that the team and the partners he also engaged with a lot of partners to be together and, and grow as a community together this is what is amazing about him yeah it is man he's an amazing guy man he uh he's very smart i don't know i thought he was a lot older than me I, i'm a year older than him i was kind of mad about that <laughs> he's he's man but he'll be his age man he's real real advanced man he's he's legit man he knows a lot man so i much i'm much respect to him i'm honored to, to work with him and stuff like that so well that's amazing tony um thank you very much for taking the time to be on the show congratulations on on all your achievements uh i've seen some of your class are pretty amazing one day i'll make sure to schedule one training with you so we we, we can put some work together and you can kill me and i will and i will say thanks at the end <laughs> uh, yeah. but for, uh, congratulations and thanks again for taking the time to record this i truly appreciate it thank you so much man i appreciate yeah, it thank you take care my friend